This is the time, this is the place, and this is FC3 Monkey Business, your one-stop shop for everything geeky. And since anything can be geeky, if you love it enough, you never know what you're going to get. This is your host, IMC. This week, we're going to be talking about a little thing known as E3, and we've got Dan Reamer from Game Stitcher. Game podcast. Stitch. podcast, Game Stitch Podcast, going to come in, podcast, yeah. and uh, he's going to talk a little bit about E3. Tony, I know, is a big fan of the E3 as well. Very big fan. So we're going to be doing some chatting about that in Act 2. With me, as always, the legend of local radio, Tanya Metrist. Ha, hi, I thought you were really going <laughs> yeah, to go Billy Dittori. Billy. Ah, <laughs> that's jokes. <laughs> that's Where's where, your rim shot? That's where Chris <laughs> thinks he's funny. <laughs> also with me, as always, is the other legend, Billy Dittori. Yeah, he's the Good to better see you, legend he's, in the music He's the more legendary now, legend. Yeah. I'm the guy that hangs out with legends. To <laughs> my left is our favorite intern slash staffer slash intern slash guy who gets fired pretty much every week. It's Tony Bacchetta. I did fire him last week. We did can him. We canned him a couple of times during the course of the show, but uh, it happens. He's used to it. It's one of those. I think it's actually part of his job description. It is, is it in your uh, contract? To be fired. It's uh, right underneath. Um, get uh, shoot Chris whenever he asks for it. There you go. See, that was a thing. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and also my bouncing baby boy Ian Christopher's in the house today. Yes. And say it. You know you wanna. No. Okay. He's waiting for it. Muffins. He's gonna save muffins. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, and also in the studio with us today is Dan Reamer, as I mentioned, from GameStitch.com. GameStitch Podcast. I'm sorry, I'm screwing that up. You can find it at GameStitch.com. There we is. are officially known as the official GameStitch Podcast. Got it. Very nice. And official. he is going to be giving some insight on E3. So, this is normally the part of the podcast where we talk about all of our sponsors, but as I mentioned last we week... We have openings. We have openings. <laughs> we have high-level opening positions at this time. So, if you're interested in sponsoring... Monkey Business and or the Flower City Comic Con and or just our charming wit, style, and personality. You can email us at sponsorship. Is it sponsorship or sponsorships? I think sponsors. I, you know, just email me, Chris, at <laughs> fc3roc.org. That's the easiest way to do it because then I can figure it out and get you to the right no, people. No, actually email Dan. Email Dan fc3roc.org. I check that. my email. It's just once a day, not like every five seconds like no. some people. Well, we have access to it on our phones. You do not. Yeah, well, that's there's probably some life choices in there. But anyway. <laughs> because you can't figure out that technology? Shut up. Anyway. <laughs> technology? So, what's that? And we also wow. have Patreon. P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com. Patreon.com is a subscription service. It is a membership platform that makes it easy for you to support Monkey Business and Flower City Comic Con. Check us out www.patreon.com fc3roc so well actually patreon.com backslash fc3roc i can read i'm good i got this <laughs> you're an english major i is a professional um all membership levels will include access to the patreon only blog plus tons of great perks at all levels including early podcast twitch and fc3 information this week we would love to welcome you as a guest and as a new patreon but we can't because you haven't subscribed yet so Get on it, and we'll we'll give you a shout-out next week. Uh, and then you want to help, help others find the show, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. This is the single easiest way to support the show and encourage others to listen. Every review will be thanked on the air, and any question will be answered. We always, always, always want this to be a conversation, so please send in your conversations. In addition to Apple Podcasts, you can find us on Google Play, iHeartRadio, 
YouTube, and Stitcher. Is there a place you find your podcast and can't find FC3 Monkey Business? Let us know, and we will work on rectifying that. I missed, did you say iHeartRadio? Yes, I we did. did. Okay, thank you. I did. Since it's, I work for them, I want to I was going to sure say, that. you got to give I was going to say, is that how you yeah. find your pod, our podcast? Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and please follow us on Twitter at FC3MB Podcast. And if you do, say hi. We love it when you say hi. We might actually even say hi back. Yay. Yay. So how you doing, Ton? I'm pretty good. You We're remembered good? everything today. I, well, it's because you put the script out in front of me. <laughs> that was pretty. <laughs> I can't. I can't attribute that to an overabundance of imagination. That was just luck that you put the script in front of me. So, uh, Billy, how's it going over there, my man? Everything's good, Chris. Thank you. Good deal. I'm great. I'm on vacation now. You're on vacation now for like what three days? Because um, you teach summer school I on top of being. I teach summer school. In... Um, I worked for an hour, not even an hour, on the 22nd of June, and mm-hmm. I'm off until. July 4th, I go back for a day on July 5th for orientation, Mm -hmm. and then I officially start back summer school, what, Monday the 9th, 8th, whatever that Monday is. Oh, and speaking of that, uh, once we finish recording here, I'm on vacation for a week. I'm off for a week. I'll be hanging around downtown listening to all the music for the Jazz Festival. Oh, that's I love the Jazz Fest. That way I can stay up late and not get up at 3.30 in the morning. I I heard that earlier on the show. uh, I I slept in... um, the Monday after the convention, I slept mm-hmm. in for the first time, I think, in like two years. I slept past 7 o'clock in the morning. Which that is, is sleeping in for, for you. Yeah. That's sleeping in, Billy. Yeah. But for me, that's like unheard of. Yeah. And was that it 701? It's 705. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I do have one uh, sort of connection since I, I'm part of monkey business. Mm-hmm. Uh, last Saturday, went to Cleveland to see the monkeys. monkeys. Nice. Mm-hmm. Mickey Dolans Mickey. and Michael Nesmith. How was the show? Together. It was fantastic. Over two hours, they played two sets, no mm-hmm. opening act. And uh, like three days after the show I saw in Cleveland, uh, the rest of the tour was canceled because Michael Nesmith took ill. Oh, no. Oh, no. So uh, he oh. he was taken to the hospital and then released, but they canceled the last four shows of the tour and no reschedule. So it's only two of the monkeys. Yes. As well, a Peter Tork isn't touring with him this time. Okay, and then and David Jones, David passed Jones away. is dead. And I've never seen Mike Nesmith before, and I'm a big fan of his. So okay. I was very happy to see him. When I was listening during the week, you said that they don't really get along or talk to each other except for on stage. Mickey and Mike do get along, but oh, okay. uh, when when they had their big reunion in the mid '80s, when MTV was playing them 24 hours a day, the old episodes, right? They went back out on that huge tour that sold out C-Mac like you've never seen before. And uh, from what I heard, it was the time Mike Nesmith wasn't touring with him. It was Mickey, Peter, and Davey. And I heard that they didn't get along. They each had their own separate bus and that they didn't interact with each other until they got on stage that night. Hmm. So. That'd be hard. Yeah. That's interesting. Well, you know, figure with the ups and downs they've been through in their careers because of. Yeah. Just the, all the business. Yeah, exactly. Could you imagine if we didn't get along? The, the, we, the group? We do? <laughs> this, this is all an act? Yeah. No. Honestly, I have no idea what I'm doing half the time, and I think that's part of my charm. Tony. Hi. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Good. I'm uh, doing well in my summer course. I'm. Uh, it's harvest time for the cherries, so okay. I'm uh, picking cherries. Uh, that's why you were asking during the, the break between recordings. Yeah, we, you I, were asking, asking about cherry uh, pie references. Is there any uh, like, uh, cherry pie recipes? This, is this where you start uh, playing the song from What's Their Face? Is it, was it Poison that did that one? Warrant. Or Warrant, excuse me. <laughs> So, uh, I was never a big fan of that. S- so. Send me, uh, send me uh, cherry pie recipes. Cherry pie I'll references be, uh, go to Tony at 
Tony.com. That, um, yeah, that's definitely a website. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will make that. That is right not now. Tony's actual email <laughs> address. Not my actual email address. <laughs> because we dare you to try and spell Baketa.com. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Triple dog fire dare you. And then say Baketa correctly. C-C-H-E-T-T-A. Correct. It's because she looked you up on Facebook. Uh, nope, I have not. Okay. And then my bouncing baby boy, Mr. Ian. How you doing over there, sir? Blueberry muffin. Blue, there it is. There it is. There it is. So, Ian, what are you doing this summer? As little as possible. <laughs> well, He's definitely not cleaning his room, that's for sure. Well, hey, of course I'm not doing it this summer. I'm doing it after this. After the summer, yeah. yeah. After. When we've declared it a FEMA well, disaster zone. the hopes are I'm uh-huh. going to start working. Mm-hmm. The hopes for either the city or a farm. Yeah. We'll see. We Did can put here for a farm. For a yeah. farm, yeah. One of our um, one of our newest junior board members, adjunct board members, Anne Maguli or Anne Liebeck now. Liebeck. Um, she has uh, she lives on a farm, and oh, she cool. was she was volunteering to put the kids to work. And nice. she has cows. She uh, does. I was gonna say, uh, question: uh, Have you gotten your work permit yet? Not yet. I need a physical, which I'm getting on yep. Monday. It's interesting. A city or a farm? That's. There's no in between. It's, well, yeah, see, we're a, fam- we a family of extremes. There's very little gray area in this family, I've noticed over the years. It's or either he, black or white. Or he's be go- he's going to be going into outer space. <laughs> I have threatened him on several occasions. Right to the moon, Alice! Right moon. to the moon! <laughs> right into orbit. Moon muffins. Moon muffins. Oh, well, there's... he's going to have to do some cleaning because mm-hmm. he's going to have to decide what's going to the new house. Well, that's did true. That. I did yeah. that like months yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah. nothing. Nothing? No, yeah, I'm leaving it all behind and I'm starting fresh. Oh, okay. There are boxes in your attic. I know. There are toys in the attic. Bats in the belfry. It's all good. It's Legos, isn't it? Mostly Legos. Yeah, yes. mostly Legos. Mostly Legos. Yeah, Actually, those are mostly Legos. mine. Yeah. So, right. Dan, how are you? Good. Good. I'm so glad you could join us. Me he too. Get, I'm he glad gets for to the see invite. the antics on our end. Dan Dan suffered having to deal with us. Um, he, <laughs> he, he very very um, bravely bravely and graciously uh, volunteered to do podcasting 101 at the FC3 2018 show with us, and we came up with the brilliant idea of doing a podcast while talking about podcasting. Podcast. We called Podception, you know, podcast within a podcast within a podcast, and so. Um, you know, we sat in there in our in our row on the stage, and 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 uh, poor Dan, he got you got through about what two thirds of your presentation, yeah, just about maybe. all of it. Yeah, <laughs> you probably and if you had just been left to your own devices, you could have gotten through all of it. Well, I'm pretty sure the, of it. We got through the important stuff. That's good. Uh, well, a, lot of, a lot of the stuff that was at the end is more of yeah the, the hardware type stuff. Okay. Um, the hardest part is the the idea stuff that we went over. Um, that's the hardest part is where to go from there. Right. And we got through all that, but uh, no, it was a good time. Uh, the whole show was good, actually. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Um, I was able to go on Saturday, and I showed up Friday night for right, the right. pre-party. Yep, yep. Uh, but uh, yeah, I had a great time. Oh, good. Glad uh, to. Glad to hear it. Surprised at the the amount of vendors that were there. Yeah, so were we actually. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's really vendors nice to see something like that in in my hometown. I'm outside. I'm from the country, about mm-hmm. 25 minutes east of here mm-hmm. or west of here, but. But uh, it's nice to see something in my hometown like that that you know appeals to my needs and wants. A, <laughs> we want to so, hear that too. So, so it's yeah. it, you know, and if there's anything that ever pops up in your head, you're like, hey, you know, you guys should try this. Let us know seriously straight sure. away, and then we'll we'll see about integrating that in. Um, now, tell us a little bit about your podcast, and, and what we're going to do is we're going to we want to hear about your podcast, and then we're going to go to break, and when we come back, we want to talk about the E three experience. Sure. So, tell us a little bit more about your podcast. Sure. Well, it's me and a buddy of mine. We started at GameStop. We were mm-hmm. just employees there, 
And we talk about games all the time. We came up with the bright idea. Why don't we see if other people want to listen to this? Mm-hmm. So uh, we started up a podcast and uh, became the official Game Stitch podcast. And we've been doing it for about five years now. It's a weekly podcast. It covers uh, weekly news mm-hmm. uh, with tidbits of us, mm-hmm. and, you know, mm-hmm. very conversational. Um, but uh, we've been doing it for five years, and uh, we're continually growing. We've had some um, some dark years, like we like to call, where yeah. we started out with three people and it ended up dwindling down to two. Well, you got to make adjustments at that point. Right. Um, and you lose, lose a little bit of momentum. So we've been slowly gaining that back, and we've got some new ideas planned as well. So, Good deal. Uh, but uh, you can find us at uh, GameStitch.com. You'll find our whole website. You can access... All of our old articles when we were still a full-fledged website because we took on too much way too fast. <laughs> we know uh, how that works. <laughs> so uh, we ended up scaling back, and now we just do the podcast. Uh, you can find us on uh, YouTube.com forward slash GameStitch. You will find our okay. podcast and our uh, streams. We, t- we do streams. Uh, we guarantee one a month okay. because of our Patreon supporters. Gotcha. Um so uh, we, we set the bar fairly low for ourselves. We usually get a little more, um, but w- our follow-through isn't always what it should be, and mm-hmm. we're aware of that, so we try to set our bar a little lower. Well, whatever we can do to help, <laughs> let us know. I mean, sure. you know, the family's always more fun when it's bigger. That's true. You know? Maybe we can invite Dan and his team to become part of the now up-and-coming Mighty Monkey mm-hmm. Podcast Network. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I heard the, I talked to, I talked about that with, uh, I want to say D. is that right? Uh, Sherry. Sherry. Sherry's our producer. Yep. Yep. And I talked to her a Chris. little bit about that on uh, during FC three, and it sounds like a really interesting uh, idea. And so. since you're local, it'd be easier for us to get get together yeah. and have some proper chat. So th- yeah. there's some business there, I think, coming forward. Absolutely, that'd be a lot of fun. All right, cool. Thank you, and we appreciate you hanging out with us today. You're no always problem. welcome. Just let us know if you ever E3, want to stop I'll, by. E three is my baby. So. That's going to be oh, a yeah. thing. I can't wait. To, we're going to talk about that. But first things first, we're going to take a little break. Yes, we are. We're going to have a little uh, little chance to take a breather, and then when we come back, we are going to be talking about E three. Let's hear from com- comedian Lachlan Patterson. He's got some things to say about video games. Nice. That's why I like video games. You don't have to communicate with women to play them. I know. That if I want to get past the dragon, I gotta climb on its back and rip its head off. <laughs> if a woman designed that video game, instead of ripping the dragon's head off, you gotta go just talk to the dragon for like 45 minutes. Figure out why the dragon was so mad at you. Perhaps it was your tone. Then <laughs> you just press the share feelings button 50 times. Oh my god. How do I cry? Is there a turbo cry? Worst part, if women made video games, once a month, the game would be impossible to play. (laughs) What the hell just happened? No, I just turned it on and it said, game over, go to hell. What? (laughs) I I haven't picked my guy. I'll give you this though, ladies. If, If they did design video games for women, they'd have some advantages, like, like, if you screwed up, the game would just let you keep playing. <laughs> but it'd never let you forget what you did wrong earlier. Oh, no. Started in, what, 1995, 1995 you said? 1995 in 1995, the Electronic Entertainment Expo, commonly referred to as E3, is a premier trade event for the video game industry. It has become the big dog in letting everybody know what's going on 
in in computer and console and everything. And Dan, you were there. I wasn't there. You were not there. But I Not in 95. Not in 95, mind you. I watched. I almost had a chance to go, but uh-huh. I, I ended up losing out to um, my partner, okay. Ryan, who's my partner on the podcast. He's been to a 2 okay. or 3. Um, right. He won that through when he was still a GameStop. All right. Um, but I have never been, but I watch it. I you watch, watch it. You follow it closely. Every year. I've been to the PlayStation experiences at the okay. theater. The closest one is in Buffalo. Okay. Um, in Williamson. I've gone to that a few times. Good deal. Um, so I, I'm, even though I'm not able to go, I'm probably more invested and involved than some are. Which is good because you're going to know more about what's going on there than I do. And I, I know Tony to here is a love big it. E3 follower as well. Did you know that well. uh, the, <coughs> this last year there were over 69,000 people there? 69,000? 69,000 people. As wow. Just crowded into the LA Convention Center. I'd well, like to have 10% last of that. Year's attendance was 68.4. 68. Four. 68 yep. four. So, still. It's growing. And it's grown pretty significantly since. I think it's three, four years mm-hmm. ago, maybe five years oh, ago, yeah. they started letting. Uh, uh, they've started selling tickets to the public. Okay. Uh, so it's grown exponentially since then because mm-hmm. everybody's clamoring to get in. Yeah. Can we just like touch base on their marketing? Yeah, things? I would love to. Yeah, like, well, can no. we like? <laughs> I'd like to have ten percent of their their box they office. Get that, that number in right. the convention center. Exactly. Um, so what are some of the things we learned at E3? Well, the biggest thing we learned at E3 is that two weeks prior to E3, Walmart Canada leaked a bunch of stuff and ruined pretty much any lack of surprise. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Um, there was still of, clamoring there, but it, it did spoil a lot of the magic. And yeah, what it did is, it unfortunately, it uh, the, my overall sense of E3 was that uh, everybody was playing it very safe. Mm-hmm. Um, you're kind of at the end of the current generation of consoles. Okay. Uh, in two, three years... You're going to have the new consoles coming out. Uh, so a lot of it was just playing it safe. Just, look, we do have games coming out for this console, mm-hmm. for this generation. I think a lot of what they showed, if you didn't see actual gameplay, your expectation is not to see that current gen. You're probably going to see that next gen. Mm-hmm. So we're talking Elder Scrolls uh, Elder e- Scrolls 5. Mm-hmm. Uh, or 6. Uh, really excited about that. I'm thinking, I'm thinking it's going to be in uh, Hammerfell or High Rock or both. It could be in both. It's probably that, going to be huge, so I wouldn't um, be surprised. If especially it with the way they're talking both. about uh, Fallout 76. If they can make Fallout 76 as big as they want it, I think they can make uh, Elder Scrolls 6 even bigger. Yeah, especially next gen. And these oh, yeah. uh, and these things are, are for the current generation. The, these games you're talking about are for the current generation of consoles, or they're they're getting ready to transition to the next like PlayStation. What am I seeing? PlayStation 5, 6? Yeah, it'd be PlayStation 5, and okay. I, I just always refer to whatever the next generation of Xbox is as the next box. Yeah, the next <laughs> box. I, I yeah. always uh-huh. I always refer to that's it that's a great as, way to doing as, it too. As the next box. Um, yeah, <clears throat> if you didn't see any actual gameplay, it's mm-hmm. probably next gen. So okay, it's going to come to the PlayStation 5 and the mm-hmm. next box. Um, if you did see gameplay, odds are good that it's coming. You'll see Last of Us 2 for um, this generation. Okay. Yeah. Fallout 76 is obviously coming. Uh, what are some of the other ones that people uh, clamored for? Uh, obviously all the... Yeah, the Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. We, I, yep, did that's, we see gameplay for that? Or was uh, that just like the trailer? Yeah, no. Well, it was an in-game play. It yeah. was a gameplay trailer. Yeah. Uh, okay. So that'll be coming. I mean, mm-hmm. Nintendo, you can't count on Nintendo. Nintendo... I don't really include them in that next-gen conversation because They're they on their own just schedule. released the Switch. They, they do their own mm-hmm. thing. They always have. Mm-hmm. Uh, they follow Nintendo rules, not 
society world rules. <laughs> yeah. So they're kind of they kind of do their own thing. Now okay. it's funny. Earlier I was joking about just get me back to Tetris, there, and I happened to see there's this thing called the Tetris effects coming out yep. on the PS4. I don't have a PS4. I, I don't either. We have Xboxes in our house. Uh, this it's gonna be it's actually bucks by this point. I believe it's gonna be PSVR. Yeah, probably. Virtual oh, reality. I believe it's for yeah. VR. Okay. Oh, that'll. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. See, now, Dan, for me, I, I'm a PC gamer. Me too. All right. I've been playing MMOs since they started coming out. So okay. I've, I've, you know, City of Heroes back in the early 2000s, okay. World of Warcraft since it opened. I'm still playing it to this day 14 years, yeah, almost thanks. 15 years later. And I got Tanya infected in it recently. We got to play tonight. No, you can't. You're busy. I'm gaming. <laughs> Tomorrow. I'll play with you. I'll play with you. Sounds good. Um, <laughs> so, you know, these are things that I'm, I'm thinking about. I'm like, now, is there mm-hmm. something for the PC gamers or is this all pretty much console stuff? For E3. Most of what you hear about being released is going to be re- be released for um, PC at some point as well. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. uh, generally, it's not day and date mm-hmm. uh, because there's a lot more that goes into the logistics of PC gaming than does console gaming. Mm-hmm. It's console a lot much gaming, more varied. yeah. It's a console gaming. It's a, a set amount of you, you know these are our specs. Mm-hmm. This is the drive we have. This is. All of that. Mm-hmm. Um, you get into PC. They're constantly okay. they're yeah. constantly changing. You know, you can switch out your motherboards. You can switch out your graphics cards, your right. sound cards. You can change it all out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's different adjustments that need to be made for PC. Yeah. But I would wager that, with the exception of Nintendo, um, just about everything that you heard about or saw for PS4, Xbox One, and probably the next generation as well, mm-hmm. um, will. Uh, Make its way. Really make its way to PC at some point. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they're they've already started sending out alpha codes for uh, Fallout seventy six. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if some of those alpha codes are for PC. I wouldn't either. Yeah. All right. Now this is where I because. What's an alpha code? Go ahead. Yes, yeah, that's that's the first good question <laughs> right a, there. Basically, <laughs> it's a it's a pre build. Uh, it's the game is not done. Come help uh, us test it out. Test. Pretty much, it's pretty well, I've heard much the beta your testing. Like mm-hmm. beta. Yeah. Alpha is before Only beta. Alpha is before beta. Alpha mm-hmm. is the the real rough version. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the beta is okay. We we work some of this stuff out. Now let's see what happens after we worked the major stuff out. Mm-hmm. Because every time you make a change, there's other little bugs and glitches that pop up. Yes. A lot uh, of times in the alpha stage, it's a lot of downtime followed by like short bursts of like maybe a day or two of play time of action but, or yeah. Mm-hmm. But a lot of it and is just a feeling of crazy. what happens when you walk around the world. Exactly. Because yeah. I've been playing Warcraft for so long with a subscription. I, I actually have been in a couple of alpha tests for a few of their expansions over mm-hmm. the years. So you really you can see that it's like I am walking through a minefield is basically what it feels like. And then all of a sudden beta test comes out a couple months. Like, oh, okay, now, now I'm starting to get where they're going. Oh, okay, yeah, now it's starting to feel yep. like and it's it. completely different oh, from yeah. what yes, the finished project is. Yes, it is. It really does. Oh, yeah. Like people who played... Mm-hmm. People who played the uh, Minecraft beta, where or Minecraft Alpha, where like com- uh, it was the nice, unique thing about the Minecraft mm-hmm. Alpha was the community developed around the Alpha and then mm-hmm. the beta and then the finished product. Mm-hmm. So it uh, was a very organic growth of the community. Oh, cool! Yeah, yeah. Right, that's cool. And, and did you see that often? Is that something that's common uh, or it's, that it's not as it doesn't happen as often as mm-hmm. it's starting as to happen like. more because uh, it's it's been successful. <clears throat> uh-huh. um, Ghost Recon Wildlands release one. Uh, they're going to be doing one for Fallout seventy six. Uh, they're getting positive results from it, and a lot of these companies, these developers and uh, production companies, are now getting to the point where uh, what the public has to say, their consumer, mm-hmm. the people who are 
love these things, that mm. pay money for these things, mm -hmm. their opinion is starting to weigh more and more on the decisions that these companies make. So they're because actually listening to Because we've seen some serious missteps. Uh, you know, a lot of people complain this year at E3 about EA's uh, very lackluster uh, presentation. Okay. Oh, yeah. uh, I think it had to be. Uh, they're coming off a serious loot box controversy, which is what actually- What was that all about? I'd heard something. Well, they were basically charging people for to buy loot boxes, mm -hmm. and it was virtually impossible to get get anywhere that matters in the game without purchase without spending extra money for oh. these loot boxes. It was boxes. like okay. it was ridiculous. You had to spend like um, two hundred plus hours just to unlock certain characters, like Darth Vader, mm -hmm. um, or you could spend nine ninety nine. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Oh, so they were basically dangling. The carrot in front of everybody and saying, yeah. "Here so comes, give us, give me, give me, give me." It's the long the whole... haul or instant gratification. But they made yeah. it an incredibly long crawl because games have been doing loot boxes, mm -hmm. but generally in the past they've been strictly cosmetic. Which, to be fair to EA, that's what the Darth Vader character is. He's strictly cosmetic. He's a little stronger, but it's uh, it just enhances the gameplay a little bit. Mm -hmm. uh, whereas in the past they've essentially been more cosmetic items just for looks okay um like but green now skin when on on a character mm -hmm. right yeah. but now when you start getting into pay to play or pay to win mm -hmm. uh, now you have an issue and senators the government got involved with senators and maybe we should call this gambling and so wow basically ea just backed off from that and they really played it safe with this year's presentation oh, yeah. and they uh, they showed some stuff uh their shoutcaster for Command and Conquer, I could have done without. That's unnecessary, EA, in case you're listening. <laughs> um, shoutcasters were cool in 2011. Um, but uh, I remember playing Command and Conquer with Dan back in the 90s. <laughs> well, they've, they've oh, yeah. got it coming for mobile. Is so, it really? It's a cool yeah. release, but they spent way too much time on it. They spent oh, yeah. way too much time on their uh, uh, sports games. Uh -huh. uh, but that was their big their big pull was their um, yearly yearly release um, sports games mm -hmm. and Battlefront mm -hmm. and okay Battlefront. which is also a yearly release essentially a yearly release gotcha yeah. um, okay so they really played it to do Madden and things like that uh, yeah they do yep. Madden, Madden um, FIFA NFL. okay. Uh, NBA Live, yeah. okay. all those. Uh, gotcha. There's a pretty big focus yeah. on those. Now, there's subsidiary um, Bioware. Um, a lot of weight on Anthem. Yeah, a lot of weight on Anthem. Um, I did actually read an interview. They haven't completely canned um, Mass Effect yet. Or Dragon Age. Yeah. Or Dragon Age. They're, I'm actually expecting um, when the new console age drops i expect a new uh dragon age game see i know yeah. bioware because again i'm pc mmo KOTOR. based oh, yeah. so KOTOR. yeah kotor and swotor yep. you know star wars the old republic and knights of the old republic so those are games i've played yep. i'm a huge bioware fan i have mm -hmm. been so they're really good at story game. driving yeah you know yeah. you really that's what i my thing for games mm -hmm. is i like a story i'm, I'm not some people like are graphics hounds <laughs> um you know they want it to look beautiful mm -hmm. and i i don't i'm not big on frames per second i'm not big on graphics i want a good story so i want good characters good, i want good. a good narrative mm -hmm. uh, bioware has traditionally done that for me yes me too i'm one of the few that was not as let down by andromeda as some people were yeah i haven't actually i own the game i just haven't been able to play it because i don't have a system that can run it yet gotcha so i from what i've seen i have I get why people were upset with like all the graphics and game bugs, but mm -hmm. at the same time, if it's an okay story, it's an okay story. Well, a lot of people had complaints because the last Mass Effect game they played was Mass Effect 3. And uh, Mass Effect 3 was phenomenal. It also had two 80-hour games to build on. 
mm-hmm. uh, story-wise. Mm-hmm. Andromeda oh, yeah. was, again, starting a new... Now, if you go back and play Mass Effect 1 now, you're going to get what I call the Andromeda effect. Exactly. It's going to feel like Andromeda felt. Okay. Uh, and I think a lot of people yeah. miss it. All right, so and the lack of familiarity kind of threw things yeah, it's off. the same universe, but it's all new characters. Exactly. So that's They're okay. trying to I get do it. universe building in a already established universe, and uh-huh. it will... Uh, and since the they have a little bit of lore to go off from from the previous three games, but it's an entirely new galaxy. Mm-hmm. Okay, and you know we can probably transfer that to another podcast down the road where we talk about how that kind of an effect has probably affected the Star Wars universe in terms yes. of movies. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, Actually, people are like one of the things about the internet is it affects people's expectations so much that nobody's going to get it right. How, I what, mean, what have I said at the beginning of every Star Chris Wars conversation is, uh, we've ever Chris had? Chris is doing an on-the-nose uh, yes. gesture. Yes, tapping. Yeah. Because, you, you know, can't well, make everybody happy. You're not you going can't. to. Oh, yeah. It's just not going to happen. And the and thing, you, any, any director, whether it's of oh, a yeah. game, of a TV show, of mm-hmm. a movie, uh, that is their vision. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you can like it or not like it, but essentially that's irrelevant. Right. It's the director's vision. It's He was mm-hmm. chosen for a reason uh, by people who for lack of a better word, matter a lot more than we do, um, <laughs> yeah. for lack of a better way to say it. And they felt that he was the best guy to do that. Exactly. And they let him do it. Uh, Star Wars is, is a great example of that. Yeah, um, you know, so. There's a lot of, well, I wanted this, I wanted this. Okay, it's so well, part of the global make, consciousness, make yeah. Then make so, a movie. There yeah, you go. Problem exactly. solved. Um, otherwise, be quiet. Let Ryan Johnson make his movie. and Pay your money or don't. And there you go. And that's essentially what... Yeah, use, what, your, use your dollar as your voice. If you didn't like the movie, mm-hmm. then don't watch the movie repeatedly. And that was a lot of the problem with the DC universe, which exactly. I happen to love. The movie universe. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like those movies. I'm enjoying them. Um, I think they're... Yep. But what I look for in a movie is fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they're fun. But I do think that Warner Brothers stepped in and messed with the director's vision a little too much. Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think that's evident. Yeah. So... Now, circling back to uh, <coughs> Smash yes. Bros. Ultimate, uh, did you see that um, uh, Sakurai is uh, Masahiro Sakurai is back in? Mm-hmm. Uh, he previously said that uh, the last one, um, what was it, four? Four that he wouldn't show up again. He was not going to do. He was done with uh, Smash Bros. Um, I thought it was really interesting to see him come back, and I think, and he said this will be the last Smash Bros. <laughs> But then again, that he's involved with in, that he's involved with. But then again, is it really as long I, as it makes money? I it, think yeah, if it keeps making money, it depends on where he's at. Yeah. I mean, he, he had one more in him, so go for it. Yeah. Um, Hideo Kojima and Death Stranding. Oh, yeah. Um, everybody cheered like you wouldn't believe when that game uh, when they showed the new gameplay at E3 this year. No one knows what that game is about. I don't care who you are. I don't think Hideo <laughs> Kojima knows what that game is about. And he's the director. Very you know? true, very true. Does <coughs> that happen? Does that happen where they create such like these big open worlds that they forget that there's supposed to be something going on within that structure that they just well, basically, here, go explore and see what happens. I feel like Square Enix has done that a few Square times. Enix has done it with some of their RPGs, some yeah. of their JRPG-style stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Hideo Kojima is... A world builder, but none of the worlds ever make sense. But it's totally on board for him, mm-hmm. so that's what matters. Okay, mm-hmm. um, and people, he has a very small. They, they usually sell pretty well. Uh, they mm-hmm. make a decent amount of money, mm-hmm. but he has an extreme cult following. Okay, um, I wouldn't say extreme, but they 
those people are diehard die Hideo yeah. Kojima yeah. fans. The fact and that he would put himself into a game as a character. Yes. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> they drive uh, the fans like crazy. Yep. Would... <laughs> they they go nuts for that. So Death yeah. Stranding will be successful. It probably won't be you know top tier money wise. No, it it's be not going to make Call of Duty money. Right. Um, but it's going to do well because the those hardcore fans will buy that. They will buy DLC. They will buy action figures and okay. T-shirts and soundtracks and and that's so that's where and, the win comes in is yep. the merchandising. And they oh, will yeah. they will tell you that they know what's going on in the story. They don't. <laughs> <laughs> the diehards they have a beat on things. They yeah. know exactly what's going on, but so. they really really don't. <laughs> um, well, here's the thing. See, when it comes to console games, I I prefer PC games because I give my my, my keyboard and my mouse, and mm-hmm. I oh, yeah. now I can control things. When you put me two thumbs on a... I'm, Too many buttons on a controller. I'm useless. I'm useless with these <laughs> mm-hmm. controllers. My thumbs don't know which way to go first. You know, I don't know which button to press. I just start I just start button mashing and just hope for yeah. the best. And it's, it's so it's like it's never been a true kind of thing that I've been able to get into. But mm-hmm. I, this is, this doesn't, you know, the culture does not need me to approve or disapprove well, of it. The right. nice thing to, is, like, the way PC gaming is going, uh, all the games you see on consoles will mm-hmm. eventually have be on uh, will be on PC will be on you'll PC you'll see them on PC especially if you have like Origin and Steam um, mm-hmm. and any other ser- uh, service like that you can okay. just go through yeah Steam find... was a game changer oh yeah definitely Steam was a game Steam changer. Steam, yeah and Ian uses Steam and so it, it's basically like almost like a, a broker of sorts mm-hmm. I, they provide games to you like they, Blizzard they like, basically okay. hold Azure. all they're the middleman yeah. they're the middle okay everything goes funnels in here and then people take what they want from there. Okay. Exactly. The Steam sale is actually going on right now. Mm-hmm. I, I picked up a few games uh, yeah. because I'm I'm like, I I've, they've been on my wish list for a while now. Uh-huh. And they actually got affordable for a broke yeah. college kid. <laughs> I, I keep getting the emails for Tyler's account saying yeah. that items on his wish list are on sale and things oh, like yeah. that. So. Steam and my computer at home do not quite get along. Ah. They, there's a little bit of oh, um, a. Yeah. There's a That'll little happen. bit of a rivalry for attention when it comes down to it, and my, mm-hmm. and my poor little Alienware uh, that's two and a half years old now and Steam, not good friends. I've tried downloading Steam to my computer a couple times because I know my son uses it, and so I figured I'd try to test it out mm-hmm. myself. And there's always some sort of conflict, some sort of error, some sort of problem. Um, so it, in light of that, is there a, you had mentioned Origin. Is that a same kind of a, of a feeling? It's Do they... EA's response to... Um... And it's... Yeah, it's... It's strictly Steam. EA. Oh, yeah, but it's okay. EA. So it's I can't expect to see the same things that I would see on Steam. You see Wait. Bioware titles and you see EA titles okay. on Origin, and that's about it. Gotcha. Uh, so if you're really into like your Madden, or you, if you're really into your Mass Effect, you mm-hmm. can go on to Origin and get it all through Origin. Okay. Mm-hmm. And actually, they, on Xbox, um, on the Xbox One, there's actually uh, EA Access. Okay. Uh, you pay a monthly same pay the same monthly fee oh, like yeah. you mm-hmm. for Origin. It's actually on mm-hmm. PC as well. Is and, it? Yeah. Access. Okay. EA um, access, and you get access to a whole bunch of games for a like whole, a library of games yeah. that they set out for you. I think it's like okay. twelve ninety nine uh, a month. or something It's very like similar that. to how Games Pass works, or Game oh, yeah. Pass works for Xbox. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but uh, but yeah, and I, there's always been a rivalry between PC and console. I don't mm-hmm. understand it. Um, what you like, what you like. Oh yeah. Um, I grew up. My first console was this wooden. Atari? No, before that, no? there was just Pong. Before that, the it was Pong? Just the Pong. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I uh, had Pong. That was my first console. Yeah. Then I moved to mm-hmm. Atari, then 2600, then mm-hmm. 5200. I had a ColecoVision. Uh, I've been consoles my whole life. Okay. Um, what I like about, what I prefer about a console <laughs> is I can sit in a recliner and lean all the way back wherever I want to in my room. Mm-hmm. 
and I don't have to pay attention to anything. I don't except for what's going on on the screen because once I get used to those buttons, it becomes muscle memory. Once I know memory. what buttons what, yeah, I don't. I, I can just. I mean, there's times where I'll be reclining and I'll have my hands with the controller behind your behind head. my head and I'm playing <laughs> the game because I'm that familiar with That's them, comfortable amazing. with them, and I can. Okay. And I couldn't do that with keyboard. Uh huh. Oh yeah. You know, I like being able to. to just kick back yeah. and relax. Uh, another me, thing I like about consoles is the lack of, um, uh, and I'm not familiar with it, so it's probably just me being a scaredy pants, but um, the, the upgrading and making things better, mm-hmm. and I like being able to stay away from that, mm-hmm. and just here's my box, it plays my games, I don't have to mess with it at all, I don't have to ch- get a new graphics card. Yeah. I've been told it's simple to do. It, um, it is. The, thing, I, you know, the way ahead. it works you, is Tony. it's like, you don't have to necessarily gra- uh, um, upgrade your p- a computer every time a new game comes out. Mm-hmm. You get one really good graphics card. You're set for like the next two, three, four years, mm-hmm. depending on how good it is. Um, and as long as you you have a good spec computer, you're good right. for a solid like five years, mm-hmm. six years. Especially if there aren't any real good games coming out in that span. Yeah. Um, you don't have to worry about buying new games. Okay. You can just play what you normally play because i piece, know people have told me well, you can use the controllers on the that is that's, a, the yeah, that's a way to do it oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you can use an xbox controller or the steam controller yeah. uh on a uh, pc and you're it's fine the pc on my desk at home i've had for about like i said two and a half years mm-hmm. and it was the first pc that i bought quote unquote off the shelf ever okay <laughs> everything I, I was on my desk before that i built myself I, right. I was taught early on in the 90s to how to build a pc and then i would get the parts tiger direct new egg whatever the case may be i'd get my own parts build my machine and then you know try to struggle to maintain it because well if anybody knows my my plight with cars it's the same with computers back in the day where there's always something breaking always something that needed to be fixed always something needed to be you know so it, it especially if you're scavenging scavenging the parts out of the trash i had a frankenstein computer um <laughs> I, right about the time ian was born he's 15 now but right about the time ian was born my computer was nicknamed frankenstein because i had slogged it together the white with one yeah the white the, the first <laughs> white one yeah uh i had had that one for six years and i had it was I built pieces of it. It came all together in one one package. I put it together, put the operating system on it, and then systematically over the next six years scavenged other computers to try and keep it going. And if something would pop, I'd replace it with something. Oh, I right. was, it was awful. I'm it, sure seriously. anyone worth their weight in salt has a story about a Franken-computer that they had. Oh, yeah. A Franken-pooter. I have friends that enjoy PC gaming. Oh, yeah. uh, they do both, mm-hmm. but uh, a lot of what they do is on the PC, and that's fine. I'm, oh, yeah. I mean, there is no, I don't think there is a real rivalry between the two anymore. No, not, not really. like there used to be. Not no. like there used to be. Um, I think especially with the way that a lot of the titles that are released on console are now released on PC, a lot of the rivalry has diminished, right? Uh-huh. and it's everything is much more superficial. Well, I think another thing you've seen is we're, we're almost to that point where the technology is ready to peak because mm-hmm. um, they're, they're only ready for, for PC, for that stuff, mm-hmm. uh, graphics cards and that. They're, you'll notice that their jumps are much less incremental. Yeah. Um, and you'll even see that between the PS3 and the PS4. Um, so I think that the consoles are able to get closer to that PC experience graphically, sound-wise, mm-hmm. frames mm-hmm. per second, that kind of thing. Um, but without a doubt, on the horizon... That none of us know about. Mm-hmm. Elon Musk is probably involved somehow. Okay, um, there is there <laughs> is dollars and donuts. You're, I agree. There is a technological jump. Yeah, coming, coming, um, and then we may see that gap 
happen again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think right now we're kind of in a safe place. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't see a big jump between PC and console. You don't see a, a big jump between the different generations of consoles. Okay. Um, so, and that's why I think indie games have taken off so much. Oh, yeah. Is because now it has come down to story, narrative, character development. It's more accessible. Yes. So that the people who are developing games can do it. They mm-hmm. have a little bit more leeway because the big houses, have, they've caught up to the big houses right. in tech. And it's not about buying that game that looks awesome yeah. anymore. It's about that game, game that is awesome. telling you that great story yeah. and has those awesome characters. Gotcha. Uh, now I got now, I got two questions, Tony. Go sure. you go ahead because it sounds like you got a follow up point, but then I have two questions. Did um did you see any uh, particular indie games that you were very excited Good for question. at E three? I know that uh, I know that Ori two is coming out, um, but Ori two I like Ori. I'm super yeah. excited for Sea of Solitude. Oh yeah, um, and I am super excited with that it, it actually releases this uh, this week. Uh, it's free. I don't nod. Um, the Adventures <laughs> of uh, Captain was it Captain Spirit. Um, I'm a huge Don't Nod fan. Don't Nod is one of my favorite uh, developers right now. Okay. Uh, I Don't pers- Nod is in two words. Don't Nod. Nope, like don't nod your head. It's all one word. Oh, don't, don't nod. nod. Okay. Um, don't Nod Entertainment. They are responsible for the Life is Strange series, oh, which yeah. I have all the Ultimate Editions that I've ordered straight from Ubisoft that cost outrageous amounts oh, of money yeah. because I love... I love, love, love those games. I, I can't. You got to be excited for Life is Strange too. I am out. excited yeah. for Life is Strange too. First, yeah. first mm-hmm. episode drops September twenty sixth. I can't it's, wait. It's very. It's that's big. That has a lot of hype around it right now. Okay. Along with uh, mostly because um, Don't Not has done an exceptional job in like cultivating a community around its mm-hmm. games. Uh-huh. Yes. Yes. Which seems to be very important. That's the second time you've mentioned about community and, and development of, of making sure that everybody is all kind of on board. because community is a very big part of the, yeah. uh, of, of the, gaming, of the culture. gaming experience. As I said, mm-hmm. it's become so much more. Yeah. That, that's why you see so many of these companies focusing mm-hmm. uh, with, with alphas and betas and creating that community. Okay. Because, you know, once you're in, if you love it, you're in. Gotcha. Oh, yeah. You know, like any other geek-tastic right. pop culture thing. To break down uh, to a simple dollars and cents, you get a uh, community developed around it you have um people that will be invested in mm-hmm. your games for the next 10 20 years gotcha. from a business well, standpoint yeah. that's guaranteed money i gotcha so um that's why it's so important to cultivate that well i can circle back on that like i've said i've, I've been playing world of warcraft since it mm-hmm. came out exactly. since five months after it launched and i'm still here 15 you know years later and even i'm sure there so i understand that yeah. i'm just gonna go out on a limb here and guess mm-hmm. this, but I'm guessing there's times where you've stepped away a mm-hmm. little bit, yep. and then a new expansion pack came out, Bingo. and boom, you're all in. Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's yep. There are there are expansions like uh, Warriors of Draenor that I just, War- Warlords of Draenor, I just couldn't get into it, so I stepped away. I'm like, I'm done with this game. And then the next expansion came out. I'm like, ooh, that looks interesting. Let me, let me, go, see, let me go see what's uh, happening. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, my God, here I am playing every day again. Or it could be like me that bought the expansion without realizing I didn't buy the when game. When we got Tanya into the game, it was mere, what, three or four months ago is when we yeah. finally got her into the game. She bought the expansion that has not been released yet. <laughs> Before she bought the rest of the game, awesome. she's like, "Why am I not getting it? This is not letting this is me not in. Working. This is not working." And then we put it together and figured out what was going on. I'm uh, like, "That's interesting that's problem." Awesome. But that happened. I'm like, I'm like, "What is? It? I'm like, I can't upgrade anything. I can't do anything here. What is going on?" Come but we to figured find it out. out. I never really bought the game. Yeah. But buying the expansion for like 60, 70 bucks or whatever it was, mm-hmm. I'm like. We would think that it should have included the original game in it. Come yeah, on, we agreed. No, but, no. but here's, now here are my two. I'm going to say, like I said, I got I two. You. I got two questions. One sure. is for a person who has been a PC gamer. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
I, you know, I'm, I did play Atari. I did play Coleco. I did play, you know, uh, ColecoVision, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, Commodore 20, whatever the case, you know. Um, but my first computer was a TRS-80. Okay. So I've been a PC gamer kind of from the jump, as it were, from, right. the, you know, grade nine um, or grade four. Text I was adventures. nine. Yeah, text adventures, Zork, yeah. things like that. And so as, as a person who's kind of dyed-in-the-wool PC gamer and mm-hmm. has not had a lot but wants to dabble a bit more in console. Mm-hmm. Your recommendation, what would be a console I would want to look at to purchase, to, to bring into my home and say, okay, I'm going to start the adventure of becoming a console a console gamer with this? My recommendation would be the uh, PlayStation Okay, 4. Play um, 4? Yeah, PlayStation 4. Mostly because it's, and not because the games are any better, but necessarily, but be, it's easier to navigate. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like someone who first jumps into a PC gaming, I'm sure, mm-hmm. uh, it can be intimidating. Yes. Um, and get to a point where I don't – I'll just go back to, to what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, oh, this one to my uh, right was reduced to tears in the early yeah. days of, of her Warcraft experience. And I kept getting stuck in a wall. She kept she couldn't figure out how to maneuver the character I around and whatnot. I went into so. the, the water. I yeah, couldn't get was, myself out. I, you put me into a dungeon. I, do I was a little not bit of a ready. Different take. I think you uh, think you think you'd go with the Switch. I'm actually no. I think uh, the Xbox mostly because um, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's also a Microsoft product. And uh, when I got into Xbox gaming, it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I felt like the jump from PC and especially if you're using a controller on the PC, mm-hmm. it, the jump between that and uh, the Xbox isn't that big. Okay, it's hard. My, my the reason I I would disagree with that is because it's a lot harder to find what you're looking for I mean, on the on Xbox, Xbox One than it is on the cross media bar. Fair um, enough. Because you've got to hit this button and then mm-hmm. hit this bumper and to get here, um, literally on the PS4, it's all. In a row, you okay. just yeah. move left, right, and you can find what you want. I suppose it is a little more like the UI is much more user friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, but see, we have a PlayStation Three at home that mm-hmm. I got used from a friend of mine, uh, and I got it because at the time I was using. I've used my PlayStation Three more as a portal to Netflix and mm-hmm. Hulu and and YouTube and things like that than I did an actual game console. Right. And then when we got our smart TV, the PlayStation Three just sat there and got dust unless Ian anymore. was using it. Right. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, and Ian, Ian discovered PlayStation games, and you know, and and uh, Borderlands and Fallout, Fallout and stuff like that. Three. Um, and so, you know, for a guy who has a smart TV, is you know, th- so I'm going to be able to pick up a console, and I'm really going to go for the games at this point. It's not really going to yes. be a portal to anything, right? So that's that's kind of like these are the things I'm thinking about when, as as George Carlin used to say, when I'm home alone and the TV's well, broken. Yeah. <laughs> you played uh, yeah. you Duh. played Final Fantasy. I played Final now, yeah, is, a couple of the Final Fantasies is, I got into. He is correct in that you are going to be able to link to, like you'd be able to to make the switch easier. Mm-hmm. Uh, you yeah. you essentially be able to play something that you had on PC if it was Microsoft Live compatible. Gotcha. Um, oh, yeah. Then then you could just pop over to the Xbox One mm-hmm. and play that. But if you've never played consoles before, mm-hmm. once you make that switch over, mm-hmm. you may not know where to find it. Okay. And you may get frustrated before you do. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And God knows my, my patience so, levels are, are yeah, limited these so days. So <laughs> I would start with ease of use <laughs> yeah. first. Gotcha. And then if you decided you like that, you could always trade that in for uh-huh. the Xbox. Xbox or try or try next box. house or in the next box. Uh, you could you always try an you know, Xbox at our house. You okay. could always trade in your PS4 uh-huh. for an Xbox or if you have a friend who has an Xbox, try it out on there yeah. and take it from there. But gotcha. if you're just I want a console right now and I cause and I've never had a console before. Mm-hmm. 
I would say PS4 just because ease okay. of use. You won't get frustrated before you get to any of the fun things. Gotcha. Now, gotcha. just because uh, we haven't mentioned the Nintendo systems, Nintendo is much more, in my opinion, family-friendly. And <laughs> um, as a result, its console tends to be much more like dedicated towards a family cute. style. Cute. It's cute. Yeah, that was exactly. the word that was popping in my head before you said it. Yeah, and we had because yeah. we had a Wii. It's mom friendly. Yeah. Yep. We Come did on. all the wand games and you know bowling and archery and oh, the, yeah. the the, the and party the, games. I mean, the Switch is awesome. Is oh, it? Yeah, what yeah, the Switch does have, is awesome. Riker it's, has the Switch. Okay. We had uh, we uh, I was at a party and someone pulled out a Switch and we were all just playing. playing uh, we were playing Mario Kart Eight on the Switch. <laughs> we had like twenty or so people just gathered around us, watching it, yep. watching us play this. That's what the Switch does. That's what the Switch is uh, for. The Switch is a phenomenal phenomenal console mm-hmm. it is not a traditional console no, mm-hmm. in the traditional sense yeah. okay i think um, it's a much more improved version of like it's they took what's good about the ds and, and what's good Boys. about the mm-hmm. wii and they mashed it together well what they did is what what nobody what they did without anybody realizing is that they sold everybody a, a switch beta oh. by releasing the Wii U. <laughs> you're right. You're completely so right. So they were testing it out. They were seeing you're what you know what the right. response would be. Okay. Because if you think about yeah. it, from the jump from Wii to from the Wii to the Wii, Wii U, U was three years, mm-hmm. and then it's another three years to the Switch. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, uh, it was basically a beta test for the Switch. Yeah. <laughs> you're Tony loves right. these moments yep. when he actually realizes something. We don't like this. So yes. Let's yeah. do this. Oh. Okay. Okay. All yeah. right. We and learned from you. So, so, so and like you said, Nintendo kind of marches to its own drum. Uh-huh. And Nintendo can get away with that because people love Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People love Mario. People love uh, Samus. People love mm-hmm. Zelda. They they love all those games. Someone, and it is uh, a phenomenal system. Someone actually did this. Did like a little bit of research. Uh, Nintendo could lose money for the next 50 years and yes. still not go bankrupt. And still not go bankrupt. <laughs> Jesus. So, yeah, we are in the wrong business talking about the gaming. We should be actually, like, you know, well, that's also because going Nintendo's back in time becoming... been, uh, been around since mm-hmm. uh, San- uh, since Sand was new. Yeah, yeah there you go. Yeah. They, I mean, uh, they were they making started playing cards. cards. Yeah. yeah, they were yeah. started off playing cards. They eventually moved into pachinko machines, and then they moved up to... Uh, <laughs> console gaming oh, now yeah. i'm finally going to get to my second question sure <laughs> and then eventually and then i have my follow-up is we're going to actually talk about e3 a little bit okay. more what was the first the first question was what console would he recommend oh. for to be a starter console okay, yeah. now my son is a big fan of fallout 3 and you're talking about fallout 76 please mm-hmm. tell me that's that doesn't mean there's 76 fallout games no 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 no, no. Fallout, so, no, 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 no. 70, okay so tell me a little bit so, more about fallout 76 Ooh, this could take okay. a while okay good yes. because so, we can go for a while fallout yeah, so good. 76 is set way before the events of the first Fallout game. So it's another was, prequel. It's a prequel. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you have the first Fallout game, the second Fallout game. Those were developed by a different game publisher. Mm-hmm. That, the name escapes me at the moment. I can't remember either. Yeah. I got then it was picked up by... Revolution, uh, <laughs> maybe? I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, something like that. Then it was picked up by uh, Bethesda. Okay. And Bethesda made, released Fallout 3 and Fallout New Vegas and Fallout 4. Mm-hmm. No, not well, wait, New no. Vegas. Not New Vegas. Obsidian oh, jeez. You got Ian's attention bad, now. Listen to bad. that. Not New Vegas. I, a I, I'm guy. almost pissed off a lot of people. Yes. <laughs> Ian and yes. Tony are actually fighting. <laughs> it's, it's, it's looking like Fists a... Fists are flying. It's, it's looking yeah. like one of those Fists things in Looney Tunes where you see uh, the big so, yeah. you know, scrum going on with the um, swirling wind. Fallout was created by Interplay Entertainment. Okay. Yeah. So um, Bethesda picked it up and released Fallout... Um, uh, 3 and Fallout 4. Um, they Which was licensed then a first it. person. It, they switched the they gameplay changed it from, from top-down isometric to uh, third-person person or first-person. 
uh, and um, they basically have been running with that formula since. Okay. And that, as a result, has done really well. It was a little divisive with the original fans of the first and second game because they all came around. They all eventually came around, but it was a little bit divisive at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, they t- uh, they licensed it to Obsidian. Uh, who released Fallout New Vegas. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fallout New Vegas was hugely fo- popular with that fan base. Mm-hmm. Never liked it. Um, some people either. liked it, some people didn't. I never liked Vegas. I played, played 3 and 4, I never liked New Vegas. No. I did. I thought it was a very... I I really liked the whole like faction yeah. um, way it there worked. There were a lot more factions. I think that eventually led into what you see in Fallout 4 with yeah. the mm-hmm. way the factions work there. Um... Fallout 76 is going to be a multiplayer where everything else up to this point has been single player. Okay. Uh, Fallout 76 is going for a much more like... MMO style. MMO <laughs> mi- a la Minecraft. Okay. Mm-hmm. A very, very graphically advanced Minecraft, if you will. A lot okay. of building. A lot uh, of you can build forts. You can build towns. Ooh, uh, the I like title that. Fallout 76 is a reference to Vault 76. Yeah. Which, in the lore, there was a uh, nuclear war, uh-huh. and everyone was put into different vaults. Okay. Each vault was numbered. The first one to open after it was deemed okay, was Vault 76. Uh, so essentially you're the first people to wandering out in this world. It exactly. says that so it's going to give you the opportunity to do all the building and the, and the recons. Now, is it the building, is it going to be customizable like with Minecraft? You're going to be able to, or is it just you pick this particular building and you're going to decorate now, it as that, you see fit? I, I haven't really gotten much of a feel read for that. I, I want to say yes, but I... It could be that there's going to be buildings that you have to tear down to make new buildings. That, Prefab. Yeah, that, like in Fallout 4. And, and they exactly. can be, like and your, the things you build, if your settlement can actually be attacked. Exactly. Mm-hmm. can be destroyed. Okay. Right. The nice thing is, like, there are no NPCs. No. Right. It's all playable characters, except for, like, a few robots here and there, but... Okay. I don't See, know if that's the nice thing. The but, Command and yeah. Conquer player in me likes stuff like that. I've mm-hmm. always been to real-time strategy. You know, so it just sounds like it's got a flavor. It's going to be first-person shooter, I assume, but with some real-time strategy and I would assume like first or third. First or third, you could probably be, you'd okay. probably be able to play it either way. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's going to have those strategy mm-hmm. um, aspects to it. Uh, my concern with it, I do have one concern with it, and mm-hmm. it's the same concern that I have with Sea of Thieves, uh, which is why I've gotten out of Sea of Thieves, mm-hmm. is there are people who like to play a game just to ruin everyone else's experience. Oh, the yeah. Trolls are, um, trolls are resplendent yep. in the and community. You see it all the time in mm-hmm. Sea of Thieves. That's one of the reasons I stopped playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but af- then the terrorists win. And I'm afraid you're going to see the same thing. Oh, yeah. And and I, I, I can almost guarantee you would. Oh, yeah. But they still have their I, single player. I'd like to think that it will follow more of a uh, Minecraft um, thing where you do have the griefers and the trolls who mm-hmm. will go through and destroy your settlement, mm-hmm. but the community ro- revolving around that server will band rally. together, rally, and rebuild. That'd well, be nice. It does say here, while other players will be able to attack player settlements while they're online, the game will preserve player creations in some type of form to prevent players from having to start all over if their creations and progress are destroyed. So it's yeah, going to be able to save something. Essentially what that means, I think, is you're going to, any supplies you have, will be you will keep. You mm-hmm. won't lose them because your settlement got attacked. Um, if they attack your settlement, you may end up with supplies that were involved in building that settlement. Mm-hmm. And, but you won't lose supplies. You won't lose hip, uh, you know, any leveling up you've done. You won't mm-hmm. lose any of that. Okay, uh, that's you won't a, lose that would any be of important. your ammo. You yeah. won't lose any of that. 
any yeah. of your loot, essentially. Yeah. Okay. Um, they have specified that, that that won't happen. You'll get to keep those. Because on, on my happy little phone here, I play Clash of Clans on a regular basis. Okay. And there are days where I'm building because I'm trying to gather resources, gather resources because I want to make a big upgrade. And I can't because every time my shield drops, I get clobbered yep. and raided and I lose. And that just drives me nuts. So yep. what you're saying is they're putting in mechanics in that something like this would not be as devastating to the player. You won't lose all that. Yeah. Okay. What I'm thinking what, is... What you end up losing is probably just playtime that it took to make the settlement up to that point. Mm-hmm. What I'm Which thinking, could oh. be annoying. <laughs> Sorry, go for it. Sorry. Swear to God. <laughs> Sorry. I'm going to come over there. <laughs> I'm going to slap you. Okay. Right. What I'm thinking is, because I saw some gameplay, is you are given a box... The box, if you pick it up, that settlement now disappears into that box, and if you place it down anywhere else, it reappears. Yep, that's for server swaps. For server mm-hmm. swaps. Yep, they're going to do that for server swaps. Okay. Uh, that way, your whatever you build isn't stuck on one server. Say you quit the game, you come back. Um, that server's full. Now what do you do? You have to start all over? Nope. It's all in your box. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Good to know. All right. So uh, that, that rousing discussion had been said. Tell me more about E3 itself. You, okay. you did because that was that was kind of <laughs> this is what we do. You're familiar with how we do things. I am. It's fine. You know. Um, so tell us a little it. bit more about the E3 experience. What you saw. What you what uh, what comments you have on that. E3, uh, like I said, there were the leaks, um, and you had a lot of companies playing it safe. Mm-hmm. Uh, for that reason, it, this year's E3 for me um, was um, a little disappointing. Okay. Um, Again, that's some of that is probably down to expectations. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, generally, E3 is this huge extrava- extravaganza where they show new stuff uh, and surprises. Mm-hmm. And well, Walmart ruined most of the surprises. Well, Walmart ruins um, a lot of things. So there, there were a few. Um, uh, Wolfenstein: Young Blood. I'm incredibly oh, yeah. excited about. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I remember Castle Wolfenstein mm-hmm. on my Apple IIc. Back in 1989, my uh, my parents were <laughs> the watching a uh, movie and they made a reference to Wolfenstein. Uh-huh. And they were like, "Tony, do you know what that was?" And I was like, "Yeah, it's a game that you play um, uh, that used to be text based and now is um, th- uh, 3D first person shooter." Mm-hmm. And they were like, "It's a 3D first person shooter." <laughs> I was like, right. "Yeah." It wasn't even text <laughs> when I started playing it. It was actually just very basic Apple II graphics. Oh yeah. So the bricks. So the bricks. And, well, it, it, they're in rough shape of, of humanoid form uh-huh. with the room map. You know, so you're looking, you know, straight down, um, and uh, and so you've you've got one side side of the keyboard was for all your direction, all eight points of the cardinal, and then the other side was which direction you fire your gun in. What was always funny about those early first-person shooter games for me is, anytime you you, you moved your character, mm-hmm. it gave the impression, you didn't feel like your character was moving, you felt like the, the world was moving around yes. you. Like oh. your character never moved, yes. but the world was moving around you. Um, there is a reason for that. Kind of oh, sometimes yeah. that did happen. <laughs> that's, 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 kind of looking at like the um, 8-bit with um, Bard's Tale and things like that, like mm-hmm. you think that you're you're walking down a corridor, but really the corridor, the corridor is, is just going past yep. you. Going past yeah. you yeah. And I'm yeah. like, I, which way did I turn? And then you then you get super confused. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, oh, yeah. It's, but yeah, um, that. Um, I would say that this year was probably a very good year for like um, RPGs and uh, like announcements for uh, along those lines. Mm-hmm. Um, RPGs. Uh, that was RPGs, Cyberpunk's 2077. It looks amazing. I'm really excited for that. I like CD Projekt Red. Yeah. They love their community. Yeah, they do. Um, yeah, a big year for RPGs and samurai. 
Samurai yeah, were pretty big this year. Hmm. Um, for they're what having a resurgence. Like, yeah, I guess there's this, this year's zombies. I don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, but there's a lot of good stuff coming up. There oh, is yeah. a lot of good stuff coming out. A lot of it we already knew. Okay. Um, that's the issue. Thanks, the Walmart. E3. That or, I mean, Sony came out and said, look, we've been talking about these games for a year. Mm-hmm. We're going to be showing you more and hitting them hard. Mm-hmm. Um, people were still upset with Sony, but mm-hmm. the, Sony told you what they were going to do. Mm-hmm. So, um, mm-hmm. but, uh, so, you know, they hit Spider-Man, Last of Us 2. What am I missing? Which one's Spider-Man? Oh, shoot. Which yeah, one's come over Spider-Man? to the microphone. There you go. Spider-Man for the PS4. Which There's a Spider-Man one? There's a yeah. Spider-Man game coming yeah. out. Nice. Uh, so I'm uh, getting flashbacks des- to the uh, to the other one where uh, you would constantly die at the uh, when you're trying to save Gwen Stacy and uh, oh yeah the amazing like, Spider-Man yeah, 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 yeah. Billy, yeah. did you ever have a console? I had other than uh, Pong. No, I had uh, Atari 2600 uh-huh. followed yeah. by the uh, uh, the next generation. I then I had a Nintendo. What was uh-huh. the next? version of Nintendo. Then, yes. Super Nintendo. Yes. Super, Nintendo. Super Nintendo. Super Nintendo. Yeah, that's where I played then Final I, Fantasy 2. Then mm-hmm. I had a Sega Genesis. Oh, uh-huh. I love my Sega Genesis. Oh, yeah. Sega! And we like the 32-bit... 32-bit consoles. The one that you attached to the top thing and then it kept dying on us. And I don't think I've had <laughs> uh, anything since, so... We still have I, ha- I had a Nintendo had Game Atari. Boy. Okay. We still have mm-hmm. our Nintendo. I have we my have Atari, a- my Nintendo, my Super Nintendo, my ColecoVision... Got my Wii, got my uh, GameCube. I have uh, my Wii. NES. I have my GameCube. Super Cube. Nintendo. So my future PlayStation 4 is out there somewhere. I have not bought it yes. yet. Yes. yes. But it's out there somewhere like, in the roster some, area. There's some great deals out there right now. Okay. Um, oh, I'm uh, sure. You can, Especially since you're nearing the end of the console mm-hmm. cycle. Is Are they talking about PlayStation 5 yet? Uh, the, yes and no. Okay. Um, I'm sure they're dropping hints, but they haven't like outright said we're making this. Yeah, mm-hmm. see, they got to be careful because they know uh, they've come out and said, "Look, it's not ready soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not going to be ready till mm-hmm. you know 2021." Mm-hmm. Um, they're playing it careful. And the problem is, is that's great, but you still got three years left, or two years left in mm-hmm. this generation. Okay, you don't want to completely die, kill that off, right? Oh yeah, and right, do right, right. you know do nothing for two years because you've shown your new console that's not ready so um, so things to look forward to yeah oh yeah, okay. oh, yeah. A new xbox will be coming out prior on the same time oh mm-hmm. yeah they, they're um, calling it the xbox 2 xbox how many xboxes have there been well, well there was the original xbox. Xbox. this is the same people who the had xbox windows 3.5 windows 10 <laughs> yeah you know yes <laughs> yeah that's windows exactly right they went you know. 360 and then they went back to one <laughs> yes but so xbox you know microsoft what are you going to do we smile and nod. I right. think I think Xbox One. I think when the new Xbox releases, um, you are going to and and Microsoft's E3. Let me say this first. Mm-hmm. Microsoft's E3 this year was not about now. Mm-hmm. It was not about what's coming. It was about the next generation. It was about their future. Okay. Um, they mm-hmm. created a new studio. They bought four studios um, because they have not. They have not won this generation. They mm-hmm. have no chance of winning this generation. Gotcha. Um, their first-party uh, titles have been very lackluster. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've had a few, but not many. So they are. This was very. They are very much priming for next gen. That's why you're seeing Games Pass. Okay. That's why uh, you're seeing them buying up studios mm-hmm. so they can come out strong next generation. And that's that why first they're coming time. out with new IPs like uh, mm-hmm. Cyberpunk 2077 so they can have a, have a strong showing come the start of the next generation. Mm-hmm. 
Um, basically, what they're doing is they're cutting their losses for this generation. Yeah. To focus and, on the next. Yeah. And I think what you're going to see, I think when the next Xbox comes out, I think, I think they are going to deliver on a lot of the promises they made for the Xbox One mm-hmm. that everybody got into a rage about, so they backed off of them, which mm-hmm. is uh, DRM online all the time. Gotcha. Uh, streaming console. Oh, yeah. Streaming's the future. Uh, you can only put it off for so long. Right. Uh, this week, GameStop announced that they're looking for a buyer. Mm-hmm. Um, about a year ago, Toys R Us announced they were looking for a buyer. Yeah. They got a week left before they are no more. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if you see something similar happening with GameStop because the physical market just isn't there anymore. No. People are moving. Moving everything's available. Streaming. Steam and Origin killed yeah. the uh, killed GameStop. They and, are moving. And you've got Game Pass and Game video oh, called yeah. the radio killed the radio star. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> May you, I suggest you know, that Xbox, the new one, call themselves Xbox Ten, except with a room, Roman numeral. There you go. <laughs> Xbox there you go. X. Xbox X. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, there you go. That's coming. Don't worry, it'll be here. My last question for you. Sure. Is and this is something we've talked about in the podcast is related to this. You know how Hollywood has run out of ideas. Movies are mm-hmm. being retread. They're doing reboots. They're doing re you know sequels to movies that should never have had a sequel, et cetera, et cetera. Are you seeing the same thing in gaming, where there's there's just kind of the same thing over and over, just reskinned and new graphics and new characters? Uh, you'll always see that in games because mm-hmm. you, you'll always see it in movies, mm-hmm. and you'll always see TV. There's some TV shows that go on way too many seasons mm-hmm. because. Like any cons- consumers are comfortable. Mm-hmm. Consumers mm-hmm. have to be comfortable spending their money, right? Or they won't spend it. Okay. So you have to give them something that they are comfortable spending so their money on. There's always going to be an aspect of familiarity. There's always going to be that aspect. Okay. That's where your I think your indie titles come in. I think that's where your original IPs come in. Okay. Um, a lot of the time, another reason for these very, you know, the Call of Duties, mm-hmm. uh, the Battlefronts, the Maddens, is the because... Ass- uh, the Assassin's Creed. The Assassin's Creed's is because they allow money mm-hmm. to now work on that stuff that might not make you as much money, okay. but is completely original and is something new and is okay. something that, that is an experiment you want to try. Um, independent games do the same thing. Mm-hmm. They are they don't take near the money okay. to create that these AAA titles do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they can focus on what they want to focus, and they can try the new things. Nice. Uh, okay. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. But, but at least they get a chance to. Strange. Life is Strange yeah. was a gamble. The only don't not had put out one game <laughs> before they released Life is Strange, which was Remember Me, and it was not mm-hmm. um, remembered. Okay. Bad pun. Sorry. That's that's um, all right. However, it's, it's not the first time we've heard a bad pun in this studio. Remember me did wind its wind up, up making with its the time way rewind into, exactly. Yeah. So they made their way into life is strange. Remember me was very much, with the exception of the of the the time manipulation, mm-hmm. was very much your standard shooter. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Uh, set in the future. Okay. Uh, first game don't not ever did. Mm-hmm. They took that mechanic. They scaled back. They made a small independent game. Mm-hmm. Released it episodically. And they blew up. I feel like episodic games are uh, becoming more and more popular, especially with like the success of like um, Tall Tale games and uh, mm-hmm. Don't Not games. Hmm. Uh, I think uh, even Dragon's Quest is going towards some of the Dragon Quests. Do uh, yeah. Hitman, Ubisoft did it with yeah. Hitman last year. Okay, they did. Um, yeah, episodic game is is something that's happening. Um, the problem with it, especially in Telltale's case, is it becomes too easy to fall into that pattern. Mm-hmm. I mean, Telltale hasn't changed up their engines or their ideas in let's see 
When seven was, years. Uh, when was the first one released? Seven years. The yeah. Walking Dead wow. was released in 2011. Okay. Yeah, I think right around the time uh, the first guy. The first. Was. Yeah, right around the time. Yeah. So uh, okay. you know, so they have relied on new IPs. That they, they bought Guardians of the Galaxy. They mm-hmm. bought Fables. They bought, um, or they licensed. Uh, Licensed fables, Guardians of the Galaxy, Batman, uh, to tell their own stories. They are good games, mm-hmm. but you can see their age. Gotcha. Oh, yeah. um, but again, there's that commonality that people continue to pay for them. So it becomes a gamble. Do I? Do we try to do something different? Do we change mm-hmm. things up and take the chance? Or do we get stale and just let the people that are buying buy? That's gotcha. always like a gamble for the game mm-hmm. devs. They, um, they have to weigh the options of changing stuff up or changing up things. If they change up things too much... You risk alienating your fan base, like it. and uh, that game becomes a black sheep, and nobody plays that game. Right. Um, that's that's what happened to Sonic. It was a series yes. of uh, game changing. They changed the way the game worked way too much, many times in a row, that you completely lost your original fan base. There was no familiarity with it. Okay, anymore. All right, Dan Reamer, so, yeah. GameStitch.com. Yes. Follow him, follow him, follow us following him. And like I said before, keep following us and we'll lead you to the good stuff of entertainment. You can find us if you want to follow us directly. You can follow us at game underscore stitch. I, that's on Twitter, obviously. Uh, I am at shirtless Dan. Ryan is at podcast Ryan. I had the cooler name. Uh, <laughs> definitely. Um, together, like I said, we are at game underscore stitch. Nice. Uh, and you can find us at GameStitch.com. You can find all everything we have is archived. So okay. uh, you can listen to the really bad stuff <laughs> from way back when, uh, when we first started, to our learning. You can hear our learning curve first. We'll, we'll make sure he puts your uh, your website up when we post sure, this particular that. episode. That'd be awesome. And and we'd love to have you guys back. I yeah. have you on. Yeah. And, well, we've uh, had you on twice now. I feel like we should send one of our people over to uh, do one with you. Well, mine's and who would that more, be, Tony? Uh, more complicated. <laughs> we, because uh, my partner, my co-host, he's Ryan, in t- Tennessee. He's in Tennessee. Yeah. Fair enough. So we, and I talked a little bit about it yeah. at the panel. Um, right. We, it's, it is nowhere near this easy. This is nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, we we use Skype and Audacity and mm-hmm. recording and splicing mm-hmm. and editing and all kinds of fun stuff that's yeah. way more complicated. But uh, but we and we use Billy because because <laughs> Billy is awesome. Yeah. All right, so we're going to go to break. When yeah. we come back, we'll wrap this particular one up. And uh, and thank you, Dan. I appreciate you hanging out with us. Well, today. thanks for having me. Anytime. Absolutely. This definitely will be happening again. Okay. Let's go to break with comedian Billy Gardell. Nice. I'm a seven-year-old, and I don't want him to have to download his childhood. You understand? I want him to be a kid. I want him to go outside and play and think of stuff to do. And it's hard as a parent, man. You got to let him play some video games, right? Because you got to let him keep up with his boys at school. You don't want to be that weird kid at the lunch table shooting marbles going, My dad says this is a video game! But there's got to be a happy middle ground. I don't want him to be one of them video vegetables, you know what I mean? Go outside and play. That's it. You know, use your imagination. We didn't have a Nano or a PlayStation or an iPod or a PSP or a... I had a stick. <laughs> and on a good day, a roll of caps and a rock. <laughs> that was it. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen, friends and family. Dudes and dudettes. 
and that was awesome. Thank you very much for hanging out with us, Dan. That was no that was a great thanks conversation. For, thanks for the invite. I had a lot of fun. And uh, and you know, and it brings an aspect because we usually don't get a chance to talk about <laughs> video games all that much. Mm-hmm. And and you know, the the FC three slogan is where it all comes together, and that's kind of a vital part of the community is is this video game, computer gaming. Right. We've touched on it in the past. It and, was but, very nice to have like the Microsoft people there. Yeah, at the convention. it was yeah, really it was, great yeah. to have them there, and they did an awesome job. And and a huge shout out to to Maya and and Justin. They were awesome sauce, bringing that all together and, and coordinating things. So we'll definitely keep up with that. And um, so this is usually the part of the show where we talk about upcoming events, and, and we don't have anything on the books just yet. But we will. You keep listening to this particular part of the podcast, and we will keep you posted on as to what's going on. Uh, the next usual shout out is we want to get back to doing um, hometown heroes, don't Everyday we? Everyday heroes. Everyday heroes. Uh, where we reach out, because not all heroes wear capes. So if you know uh, an EMT, a, a firefighter, a police officer, a teacher, some sort of service provider who is out there who deserves a shout-out, give her, give our producer Sherry a, a holler at C-H-E-R-I-E, Sherry, at FC3ROC.org. Let her know, and we will give your hometown hero a shout-out. Do you have anybody uh, in mind, Dan? Well, she's not an EMT. Uh-huh. She's not a firefighter. Um, she is my wife. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so, she's a very patient soul. So, Nicole, yes. you you deserve this. Absolutely. Um, because she puts up with a lot for me. I'm constantly working on this stuff, uh-huh. playing video games, doing research. Yeah. Uh, we're in the process of maybe starting up a few different podcast ideas. Okay, so cool. Doing research for that and Let creating know how music we can help. and yeah. all that stuff. So, uh, she, 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 she takes it all. She's a champ, man. She's... She, she strikes me as a very patient soul when I've I met her at it, FC3 this I've year. I've got it much better than she does. Nice. <laughs> nice. So, Nicole, big shout out to you, and and thank you for everything you do. I want to shout out to Colleen, our EMT that um, hung out with us. Oh, at FC3, yeah, absolutely. She was fantastic. FC3. She was so, really amazingly and she professional. she got called into uh, a couple different scrapes, <coughs> from what I understand. Yep, but. And, uh, and handled it with class, dignity, and aplomb. Nothing too serious, I hope. No, no, no. a couple bangs and bruises. We had the wrestlers there. Uh, I think. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right, that's that right. And um, I think someone was somebody. Somebody had gotten um, a little dehydrated oh, or something. A little dehydrated. And we also had somebody who had an injury at work the day before, and, and the cut kind of opened while they were there. And so Colleen jumped in and, and took care of that. Put a so on lots it. of little minor yeah, things. Yeah. But the thing that was, was good really stuff. nice about that show. I've been to a couple different cons. Uh, everybody, from the staff to the to the guests mm-hmm. to the panelists to my, everybody was very. Just very generous and forthcoming, and they they just understood. A lot of times they go there, and there can be some creeps there. Yeah, oh yeah. For lack of a better word. Oh yeah. Um, there was none of that. Um, everybody was, you know, if you had a problem, you could ask anybody; they mm-hmm. would help. It was. I was really, really impressed with with that aspect of the show. So kudos go to you guys. Thank you Part- for the whole show in particular. Much appreciated. But especially that part. That that's really nice to see. Well, we always talk. Dan, our, our overall fearless leader, the president of the board, and everything. Uh, he has been a Disney fan since we were kids. Okay. And and he goes to Disney on a regular basis. He takes his kids, or he does the the Disney marathon down there. He's a marathon runner. God bless his soul for that. <clears throat> but the big thing about it is dis- the Disney experience. You know, you make sure that everybody feels like they're a welcome part of the family. Mm-hmm. And, and and I think we've done a really good job. We've been very blessed. We've had some great volunteers. Uh, we've we've chosen some very good guests, uh, and and a lot of our vendors have risen to that because the vibe is positive. We're excited. Yeah. We're we're. It's more about being fans ourselves. We're not just business people. We're not mm-hmm. just putting a con to make money. We're we're 
fans. You enjoy it. We have a lot of fun. We dive in and we got to get involved. I lead panels, you know, and, and Dan is getting people, you know, riled up on the vendor floor whenever he gets a chance. Brian, too. So it's it's we really like to have fun and we want to make, make a really big party. And the fact that we're successful at, at, at getting that vibe out, just uh, it's the validation. It's awesome. Yeah, it was great. So that's so a lot of fun. So you, thank you, thank you, thank you all for that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, I don't think we have a question of the week this week. Do, do we, we want to do our standard? What's what's making you happy? Let's yeah, yeah. that's yeah, perfect okay. idea, Billy. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So Billy, what is making you happy this week? He's Actually, on vacation. He's on I'm vacation. on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> I can answer that for him. But also. Uh, Jazz Fest in general has been awesome. Yeah. Uh, by the time this gets released, it may have just ended mm-hmm. or ended a couple days ago. But it's just a, an amazing event that mm-hmm. happens throughout Rochester every year. And if the, all you want to do is free stuff, plenty of free music to right. listen to. I'm lucky enough to get a media pass where I can get in the, just about the anywhere. Except, nice. Except the Eastman Theater headliners. Okay. Um, but still, there's, still there's still a ton all of the club access. passes, are, and I've yeah. seen some amazing stuff. Nice. And if you want to spend some extra money, I uh, went to go see Lake Street Dive. Okay. Last Thursday, if uh-huh. this is released when I think it's going to be, <laughs> uh, and I paid for tickets for that because I love them. So I've, I've had a great week and nine days of music. So Nice. Oh nice. uh, Yeah, that's definitely something to look forward and to. And I slept late every morning. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what, in your case, like five o'clock? Yeah, I, I'll probably get up six-ish. Six-ish? Yeah. Yeah. And that's sleeping in. Yeah, by a amazing. couple hours. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. I know yeah, why I dad's so. happy. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll get to that. Tanya, yeah. what's making you happy this um, week? I think what's going to make me extremely happy is to finally have everything figured out with Randy and that kidney stone. Oh, yeah. Your husband's been suffering yes, lately with um, that. And so that happened over Memorial Day weekend, and uh-huh. I couldn't be on that last podcast. So this right. is my first two podcasts back since then. And um, the day that we're recording this, the next um, Monday, mm-hmm. he'll be going in for surgery to have the kidney stone blasted because it's... A little bigger than what it should have been. Yeah, I've been, I went through that earlier this yes, year. Yes. I went through that in February. You can, you can pass about a five millimeter stone. They said it was six. It's really seven. Yeah. So oh, um, pop we're, we're going to be at Highland on Monday. Mine was 2.5 centimeters. So yeah, they had to Which, go get it. <laughs> well, 2.5 centimeters is 25 millimeters. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. That, that's... Ow. That's three times bigger than mm-hmm. the stone that Randy yeah, currently that's a lot. has. I, so, do, I do things big. That's totally unnecessary. Go big or go home. Tony. <laughs> so, okay, go ahead. Keep going. So keep going, Tony. I'm going to be on keep vacation going. taking him in, so mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be happy to have some relaxing time after that. There you go. And then I start up summer school. And then you start up summer school. Yeah, because you actually want to do summer school. That's a thing. It's called retail therapy. I have a shopping problem. Yes, so she needs to afford her shopping problem. Therefore, she <laughs> teaches in the summertime. Go to Wish. Wish has... Wish.com. We go to we go to Wish and wish that Tani would actually settle down on shopping. No, but no, I've gone to Wish.com, but it's like one you have to wait like sometimes weeks for the stuff to arrive, mm-hmm. and if it's something that you want right away, yeah, okay, you could go in shopping with somebody else for like two or three dollars, but mm-hmm. is it really worth it? I mean, I keep looking every day, but it's not anything that I need to have or have to have mm-hmm. right now. How about you, Tony? What's making you happy this week? Probably my lovely sister. Uh, she uh, she's been home all week. Um, you guys been hanging out? Yeah, she's you guys lo- have always been pretty close. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, not we, Lannister close, mind you, oh, but just close. No, no, no. <laughs> we, uh, well, we, we, uh, we come from a large yes, family. I do. Preferred. We come from a large family. Right. We've got three older brothers and my younger sister, and uh-huh. then there's me. Um, and then. Uh, 
and me and my sister are closer in age than we are to the other three. Right. So, uh, well, they, the three of them are doing their thing. Me mm-hmm. and my sister are doing our thing. And, Diana's uh, pretty cool, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's a cool chick. She's, uh, she's looking for a job right now. Okay. Uh, she... Uh, She's a certified EMT, too. She is a certified EMT. Uh, she's uh, currently looking to get a job in either nursing or as an EMT. Nice. Um, well, good so. luck to her. We'll yeah. remember her for next year. Oh, yeah. Ian Christopher? I am an oblivious 15-year-old child that loves video games. Nothing could be better. <laughs> <laughs> and he's off for the summer, and oh, he'll be yeah. playing yeah, video yeah. games. That is amazing. That is absolutely amazing. Oh, and blueberry muffins. And blueberry muffins. Blueberry he discovered muffins blueberry muffins a couple months. He oh. discovered them a couple months They're ago. They're great. God, I really? You, you'd never had a blueberry muffin before? I was picky. I'm still am. He's a still picky a pretty picky eater. eater. So he would see dots in the muffin, and, and like spots, blue spots in the muffin, oh. and he would be like total turn off. But no. he tried one finally, and he was oh. like, "Oh, these are actually quite good. They're if delicious." If it looks unpleasing, I'm not gonna eat it. Oh, yeah. I'm the same way. But blueberry muffins are amazing. Yeah. Ian great. understands that now. Yeah. How about you, Dan? What's making you happy this week? I'll tell you what's making me happy is that Ian uh-huh. is embracing what it is to be a 15-year-old. Yes. <laughs> I wish I would have done that when I was 15. Seriously. seriously. I don't know what I've done right, but both of my kids... I was under the impression when I was 15 that this was the worst. Nothing could never get any better. Yeah. And uh, But he's like, nope. <laughs> that, that brings joy to my heart. There you go. Young and dumb. God. <laughs> <laughs> and he embraces it. I love fun. <laughs> He's also an up-and-coming musician, a bass player in a band. He's having Who fun. Who passed his algebra final. Nice. Nice. Oh, nice. Was that the Regents exam? One point. By one point. It was you know great. what? You're <laughs> done and it's over with. Yeah. So he's no longer... He's no. Lo- he went from being a freshman to not a freshman, but now he can officially say... I'm He's a, a sophomore. See, it's funny. I can oh, tell you as someone older and wiser that you should always strive to do the best that you can. But as someone who's been there, uh-huh. one point is passing. Get, get yeah. you through. <laughs> if it gets you through to the next round, run with it. I know it's wrong in yes. so many levels, but I can't get past it. I'm a teacher. I'm okay with that. <laughs> We keep it keep it I, simple. I'm happy for the 65. I passed the finish line, but I'm on the ground. Let's that's, do this. That's it. So that's all that matters. And then as for me, uh, July 6th of 2018 is when I close on a new house Ooh, and yeah. a new adventure. I'm moving to a new place, and, and I'm not rent. I've been renting for almost five and a half years. Oh wow! And uh, you know, I had a great landlord. You know, but it was Chris. time. Yeah, Chris was an awesome landlord. Yeah. Um, but the time had come to, right. to move on and, and put, plant my flag and, you know, be 48 at the end of the summer. And it's like, okay, I need to kind of put my feet back under me again. Get some roots down. Get somewhere. some roots down and just say, this, this is mine and not be in a place where I'm wondering what's going to happen next or where am I going to go to? The, right. what's, what's the next house going to look what like? What do I do now? Yeah, it's just boom. And uh, so I'm very excited about that. It's a new chapter. Good. And uh, so I'm, I'm very much looking forward to that. So that's definitely making me happy. I'm starting to feel that that vibe of it's, it, you know, I packed away it's three quarters of my life at this point is in boxes. Yeah, it's exciting. It, it should be. It really is. So, And I'm going to have an office in the house nice. because my home office right now is in the uninsulated attic. Oh, no. So for the past five and a half years, it's been when winter kicks in, there's a, there's a space heater to keep the, the, the room at about 40. Right. You know, and then in the summertime, there's weeks that I can't even go up there because, because it's, so it's, like, it's like 150. With you know 100% humidity, so yep. I'm going to have I'm changing one of the bedrooms into a home office, so I'll have that space. Nice, it's, it's going to well, be great. congratulations. Thank you very much. I'm looking forward to that. So, 
That's what's making us happy this week. What's also making us happy is that you've listened to us again and that we will hear from you guys again. And then next week we'll have something, a whole bunch of new stuff coming at you. So welcome. We are now two episodes into season three. And this has been Monkey Business, a product of the Mighty Monkey Corporation, purveyors and producers of the Flower City Comic Con coming at you in 2019. And follow us on Facebook, www.facebook.com backslash FC3ROC. Support us on Patreon, love us on Twitter, and we will see you all again very, very soon with all sorts of craziness. We should release our own video game. We're actually talking.